I know when we last spoke that we were talking about how a lot of times people think money is bad, right? And my belief is money isn't anything. Money is just money, right? It's not good. It's not bad. It's just a tool, right? Like, like debt. Debt is not good. Debt is not bad. Debt is a tool. And so when you look at money like something bad, naturally, how can you want to go after something that you don't like, that you think is bad, right? So it's all about kind of getting in the right mindset. And so if you can teach someone that money is nothing, right? It's money is however you are. Hi, I'm Alex Escobar, and welcome to Screw the Stock Market, where we'll explore the world of alternative investments outside of the stock market so we can change our lives, take control of our future, and find those coveted low-risk, high-reward opportunities for building wealth. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Screw the Stock Market, where we talk about alternative investments to the stock market with the goal of taking control of our money and kind of building our own future. Today, uh, we have a new co-host, Aziz Youssef. Thank you for joining us. I'm really excited because Aziz is one of my closest friends. He's a very business-minded person, and he's done a lot of investing. A lot of it happens to be in the stock market, but we won't hold that against him. Aziz, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Alex. Looking forward to uh, doing the podcast with you. And yes, I, I do st- stick a lot of times with the stock market. But as uh, you'd like to point out to me, that's the slow man's way of getting uh, rich. And uh, early retirement is very, very much in my future. So I'm very excited to look in alternative options. All right. Good stuff. And again, I always do have that disclaimer that it's not I know that there's people who've made a lot more money. You're among them. You've made a lot more money than me in the stock market than I've made in other ways, you know? So it's a totally legitimate, real thing where people make millions, right? But I like, for some reason, I just don't trust them. I don't know. Well, I mean, I will say the market is is definitely a lot of times, at least I feel like it's manipulated. I mean, like the banks definitely are the ones that always make out compared to like normal average investors. I mean, a big bank is always going to make way more than me, whether things are good or bad. Um, so you do have a point in that aspect. And also... The only reason I've made more on the stock market than you is because I invest more in the stock market than you do. You definitely have got a lot of equity in all the properties that you've done. Okay, okay. Let's agree that we're both doing pretty good. <laughs> Thank God. So, so this is our first episode together and you know, one of the things I'm really excited about is just the idea that we can both kind of make it a little bit more fun and kind of we go way back. We met when we were 18 years old. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were skinny and bobble-headed little kids at the time. Yeah, we were in the same college dorm, and we just really hit it off. And we both gained collectively probably over 100 pounds since then. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration, <laughs> sadly. But today we're interviewing someone who is also 18, but he is 18 now. And it's a really cool story. His name is Alex Mandaro. Let me make sure I... Mandaro, Yes. And he is an apartment building investor. And it's a really cool story because he's so young. He has such a good attitude. And some of the questions that we talked to him about, you'll, I think you'll find his answers are not, they didn't come across as young at all. He really answered these questions with what I think is a lot of wisdom and thought, you know? So I think it's a really good interview. We're really excited to be able to share this with you guys. What was your big takeaway from Alex's interview? Oh, I wish I was where he was at when I was his age. I mean, this is, it's, it's, I, I, I sit there and I reevaluate my whole life just listening to him. I was like, what, what am I doing with myself? 
why, 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 why did I do this? Why? I was like, <laughs> these damn immigrant dreams of mine of just working. <laughs> His family are immigrants. That's the even worst part. Because like I grew up as an immigrant and they always indoctrinate you with like, you got to work hard, go to school and do a nine to five until you die. And this guy broke out of that mindset. It's, it's amazing. I mean, just the idea of just catching on to something, getting inspired and running with it without the fear of risk. Because I think that's the biggest thing that cripples a lot of people, regardless of age, is this whole thing of taking a risk. And he completely disregarded that and he ran with it. And it looks like he's going to succeed. I mean, it's it's a great motivational story. Yeah. And I think, you know, the temptation, I think, for a lot of people our age would be to be like resentful of him and be like, oh, he's so young. I wish I had that. But it's cool. And it doesn't matter what age he is, you know, like it doesn't matter if he was 60. It's still a cool story of someone taking control of their lives, changing directions and having the courage to do something that is a little bit out of the ordinary. When I was 16, 17, my dad bought me the Carlton Sheets training for like how to negotiate special, what do you call it? Creative financing deals to flip houses and stuff. And I watched it and I was like, ah, I'm too young. I'll do this when I'm 30. I don't even know what you're talking about. What is this? Oh, in the 90s, it was the most successful like infomercial for like real estate and educational stuff behind like Tony Robbins. It was like one of the biggest, most popular, you know, he actually sold those VHS tapes and like a big box of VHS has come and he essentially is a trainer like all these other people are doing now, but he did it through infomercials and would like send you these training videos on how to like get better relationships with banks so that they would lend you money and how to you know negotiate with sellers so that they would give you no down payment deals on flipping houses. We must have had two different types of cable subscriptions because all I remember is Miss Cleo sitting there telling me, call me now. <laughs> That's the only commercial I remember from the 90s. <laughs> I remember Miss Cleo too. Yeah, she was awesome. But no, it was, look it up. It's good. Okay. Anyways, but I watched it and at the end I was, I was like, oh, I'm just a kid. I can't do this stuff. And this kid watched a different, you know, a more up-to-date kind of information and took action on it. And that's what's really cool. So anyways, enjoy the show. It's going to be cool. And I'm glad you're our new co-host, Aziz. Yeah, Thanks. I'm glad too. <laughs> so our guest today is Alex Mandaro. Alex, thank you so much for taking the time. And of course, Aziz Youssef is here with us too. And so we're really excited to have you on the show, Alex. Alex and I met maybe about a month ago, I guess now, at Orlando when we went to a multifamily investing conference. And I thought he was just a good looking guy with great skin. Turns out he's only 18. <laughs> and that's why, that's the secret. So, you know, it was really cool because, you know, you made a point about how young you were. I was like, uh, how young can you be? Well, even when you told me you were you were 18, I was like, oh, you know, I guess that's pretty young. But then I started doing the math. I was like, I have a nephew who's 17. And I remember when he was in diapers and that was not that long ago. And here you are. Well, I appreciate you having me. I am definitely I think I'm setting records, but I'm not going to I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just I, I impress myself sometimes. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, you know, we're happy to have you. Generally, you know, we want to give our guests just an opportunity to share a little bit about themselves, share about kind of where they come from, what their life was like growing up. And usually with most people, you know, we're given like this career or this life path that's presented to us as our option. And most of the people that I've had on the show end up saying, hey, there's other things out there for me that, 
you know, maybe. And so there's this moment of change. There's this moment of like, hey, I read this book or I met someone and I, something happens usually. And then their life takes a different direction. In your case, you know, you're, you're pretty young. So, you know, but I still want to kind of frame it the same way. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and how you got into apartment buildings? Yeah. So I, um, Obviously, I don't have much experience before this, but I, I've always been very business oriented. I always knew that sometime at some point in my future, I wanted to own a business because I, I never liked the idea of, you know, working for someone else or working a job for the rest of my life. It doesn't really sound like fun to me. And I, I just like the idea of getting to lead people, right? That's my, my entire thing is getting to lead other people. I love working with people. And so I've always been kind of on the hunt for an opportunity like that. And it's funny enough, I was actually thinking today, about a year ago today, not, not to the day exactly, but I was thinking about buying a laundromat because I thought that that was going to be the best way for me to get into business. We've um, been there. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of those conversations. But I just thought about it recently, by the way. So even then, you're still ahead of me. Well, I, I'm still thinking about it because it could be a potential opportunity there. But I'm going to probably focus on multifamily for now. And so I, I I live in Florida right now. I moved here from New Jersey about five years ago. So that puts me at like 13. So practic- I'm, I was practically still in diapers back then. I practically still am now. So I like to use that one a lot. Well, diapers are no fun. So congratulations on getting out. <laughs> <laughs> and so for the past you know couple of years, I've kind of just been going along, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And for a while, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do past high school, right? And that was kind of one of the motivating factors for me in deciding not to go to college, because I knew that if I just decided to go to college just to go, it would be a waste of time and a waste of money. I was actually going to ask that. I was like, how are you balancing school and all these different ambitious ventures at the same time? The answer is I'm not. (laughs) I don't have to. (laughs) So yeah, I just, I said, you know what, it doesn't seem right for me. Obviously I can still always go, but I don't think I will. And it was probably about seven months ago now that I picked up Michael Blanc's book, Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing. And, you know, it was among this time where I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll do some flipping, maybe I'll, you know, laundromat, right? And I picked up the book and I read it in a couple hours and I realized that it was the most incredible thing I had ever read. I was like, okay, this is like another Bible now. And so I just constantly, I was just soaking up and I still am soaking up as much information, as much knowledge as possible so that I can kind of make my way into this industry. That's not an easy industry to break into. I mean, there are many easier things to do than buy your first apartment building. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It's a big step to realize that there's a whole world of opportunity out there for you. And then you've already started to dive into your education, which is required to be able to navigate the world beyond the stock market. But the next step is to take action. So if you want a chance to invest with me and my team, sign up for our investor club at legatoinvest.com invest. We'll schedule a call with you, get to know you, your background, and your investment objectives. And if there's a good fit, we'll start to present you with live opportunities to invest in multifamily apartment deals. So again, legatoinvest.com slash invest. Thanks again. Very cool. Okay. So you did, you finished high school. So I honestly, I, I didn't know if you were still in high school, right? I was like, man, this guy is, wow. But no, I think that takes a lot of, 
you know, even at that age, especially at that age, I think it, it takes a lot of courage to say, hey, everyone else is going to college, all these friends or whatever. I'm sure you saw that. I would have said for me, it would have been a life or death decision because coming from an African household, if you told them you're not going to college, you might as well be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, like, it, so it I'm took, curious to hear what that conversation sounded like. Uh, it was a little bit harder to sell to my dad because now neither of my parents went to college, but my dad came from like a poor family. And so he was always like under the mindset, like, no, my kids will be going to college. Yeah, same but my mind. mom is the total opposite. She came total opposite in mindset. So she came from the Czech Republic, right? Came here with like $500 25 years ago. And she was totally on board. She was like, awesome. That's great. Go figure it out. And so my parents have become like my biggest cheerleaders. And they're so like, so with me on this journey. Awesome. And I'm really grateful to have that. That's amazing. That's huge, man. That's really huge. I just want to hear more about the story. I mean, you found the book, it changed your life. You brought up the conversation with your family and convinced them that this was like, you know, something that was going to work for you. Or they were just kind of like, just experiment and see whatever, whatever happens. Also, what steps did you take next? It was a little bit of that, you know, just figure it out because I'm, I'm young, so I can take really big risks and still be fine Very later true. on. Yeah. But it was also, I think my drive towards it and my belief in it, like my conviction was so strong and it still is so strong that they're like, okay, I think this might be something real. Let's, you know, go forward with it. And so since then I've kind of just been, you know, doing like the daily steps that it takes to find a deal, find money, get it under contract and learn how to do it all at the same time. So if you want to like, take a look at my day, my day is, you know, find some deals, analyze some deals, build some relationships that are going to be important for those deals. And that's really where I'm at right now. And how did you kind of get started? Was it just from the steps that you learned from the book or just like your own just trial and error? Like guide us through like when you first went through your first deal uh, attempt. So I, I read the book and I kind of wanted more information. So I went to the website and I got, you know, the fancy spreadsheet, the syndicated deal analyzer, which I have it. And I have heavily modified it, right? I'm an Excel nerd. So it's like my own spreadsheet now. I'm going to ask um, you for a copy. I'll send that over. I don't know how that works like copyrights. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll just keep it between us. I'm sure Michael doesn't listen to this. I'm not going to sell it. (laughs) So I, you know, I've been working in that. And so I found he has some courses available, Michael Blanc. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'll think about it, right? And so I thought about it and I realized that, you know, it takes money to make money, regardless of where you put that investment. So if you put that investment in yourself, well, you invest in yourself and then you can go make more money or you invest in real estate and it makes you money. Everything's an investment, regardless of how you look at it. And so I bought the course and I went through the course and I said, okay, now I feel more equipped. And then I joined the mentorship program, which was a really big step for me, but it's been worth it so far. I've been in about three months and I'm definitely seeing it pay off working on getting a deal under contract right now, which is super exciting, but it is, is a Michael, lot of work. This is the Michael Blanc mentorship program? Yes. That's huge. Because I read the book too, right? That was the same thing. I'm a very slow reader. I read it in four hours, a four hour bus ride from one city to another when I was visiting my grandma in Honduras. And, and it was the whole time I was reading, I was like, oh, okay, step one, I got this. Like, um, I'm already doing some of these things since I was a realtor, right? And I got so excited. And then I got the syndicated deal analyzer. And then I got the online course. It sounds very familiar, all these steps that you've taken, except 20 years ahead of me. And then... Um, that is better. 
Not that I'm bitter. No, man. I think it's really exciting. And wow, to hear that you're almost under contract. And that's huge, man. I'll tell you, I didn't join the mentorship program. And I spent two years shopping and negotiating and shopping and negotiating and shopping and negotiating without any success. And I think by having joined the mentorship program, I think that was a big boost to speed things up for you. So that's huge. That's really exciting to hear. You know, just mentorship and training and being in the room with people. I mean, that's how you and I met, right? We went to this conference. For me, it was like far away, right? I live in Virginia and it was in Florida. And just being in the room with other people who are like-minded, who some of them know more than you, some of them know less than you, and, and but they all want the same thing. It's really valuable. It's really valuable. And Alex, you did get to find your first deal going through uh, people you met in the Blanc program as well. That's true. They have a, a chat group. Uh, what do you call it? It's a, it's a network. It's called the Dealmaker Mastermind. And it's a group of people. It's an online community. And through there is where I found my first partner. He had a good deal. And he said, hey, I need someone to help me raise money. Alex, could you help me raise money? I said, yes, let's do it. And it was perfect match. And that's how I got my first and second deal, you know, and now, now we're building and working on trying to build something more scalable. You know, I definitely give a lot of credit and uh, gratitude to that Michael Bond syndicated deal analyzer, his, his whole community. I think it's really, I just think he's really sincere in his goal to help people obtain freedom, you know, and here I am, like, I think it's two years later after I read that book and, and I was able to leave my full-time job and I'm not necessarily completely financially free. I still got to go out there and make deals and make it hustle, but um, I'm on my way. Yeah. And so every day now I'm, I'm really excited. I get to get up in the morning and do the things that I know are going to lead to a bright future for me too, you know? And so, you know, one of the things that has been really interesting for me as Aziz and I are both, and I think my audience are going to generally be older than you, Alex. And one of the things that I feel like is really, as someone who's really passionate about this, like the, the idea of freedom, the idea of having, kind of designing your life for something more, right? One of the things I've really struggled with is sharing this with my loved ones, right? Or, or friends or family who just might not be aware of this or whatever. And I always try to like, I've given my, my niece and nephews like, copies of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book and stuff like that. And and I'm not sure, like, I know my one niece read it and she was like, oh yeah, I finally read it. It took her like two years to read it. And she's like, okay, I read it now. You happy, you know? And part of that is just, some people just aren't ready for it. Some people maybe will never be, right? Some people have a mission and maybe that's within employment. Really no, no hate on that, right? There is a place for that. But I'm just curious in terms of you, like, do you have any insight as a, as a younger person, how to share this in a way that might be more effective or might be more um, exciting for, for other young people? Yeah. I know when we last spoke that we were talking about how a lot of times people think money is bad, right? And my belief is money isn't anything. Money is just money, right? It's not good. It's not bad. It's just a tool, right? Like, like debt. Debt is not good. Debt is not bad. Debt is a tool. And so when you look at money like something bad, naturally, how can you want to go after something that you don't like, that you think is bad, right? So it's all about kind of getting in the right mindset. And so if you can teach someone that money is nothing, right? It's money is however you are, right? So if you want to do a lot of good, it takes a lot of money, right? If you want to go and feed 100,000 people, it takes a lot of money to feed 100,000 people, regardless of where you get that money from, you still need money. 
obviously the opposite can be said, right? So if you want to go and, you know, build a bomb, you're going to have to spend money on that, right? And so it's really whatever you in your heart of hearts is thinking, right? So if you have it in the goodness of your heart, you want to help people, more money will help you help more people. And the obviously same thing with the opposite. So really you have to kind of educate and teach people that as long as their intentions are good, money will be helpful to them and helpful to making the world a better place or whatever their mission is. Yeah, it's a tool. That's huge. And I think that really resonates with me. I'll admit that one of my kind of limiting beliefs is exactly that, right? I I felt guilty about making money. I felt like money was a bad thing for a long time. And when I started to make money, I was like, like there is deep down this like ickiness, right? Right. And it's, I think now at least I'm, I'm conscious of it and I'm, I've not had that problem. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so I think that's really resonating with me too, you know? So that is a really interesting point. Thank you for sharing that, Alex. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to check in with you from time to time. Uh, I'm really, you know, when you get this place under contract, whether it's this one or the next one, I I would say it's just a matter of time before you get your first deal under contract. Hope so. Yeah. No, it is. It's it. It absolutely is, man. You you've surrounded yourself with good people. You're doing all the things you need to do every day, and I know you're going to do it. So, when that happens, please get back in touch with us. Tell us about the deal. Tell us about your challenges. Tell us about how you're overcoming things. Cause I am really impressed with you and I'm excited to see you succeed. And, um, do you have any other, um, ways that people in our audience might be able to get in touch with you or anything that you'd like other people to know? Yeah. Uh, I'm on social media. Social media is like something I'm really going hard into because I love to educate people on this cool thing I found. So you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I think those are the major ones at at Mandero Alex, my last name and then my first name. It's the same for all, all of those platforms. Same for all of them. I like to have that nice branding. Nice and consistent. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely want to chronicle your journey. I think it's going to be a huge learning tour in terms of uh, seeing what works, what doesn't work and uh, how you keep progressing from there. It's going to be awesome. And I think it's going to be a great standard to set because social media is so fake. And so by going through on social media and showing you know, there are bad things that happen. Things don't always go your way. It'll be really good for someone, you know, maybe who's like me in a couple of years who sees that and says, whoa, this is really cool. And, you know, this is how I'm going to work through those struggles because I've seen someone who has set the bar for that. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, you posted one I, I saw earlier, maybe like last week or two weeks ago where you had an appointment and then they just stood you up or something like that. And you're like, ah, oh, that's how it goes. And yeah. you just have such a good attitude about that stuff. Like, and so, yeah, I, I really think it's really valuable what you're doing. And, you know, I, I think to my audience and to myself to not have any, you know, I, I really just think coming along on the journey with you is valuable no matter what age or anything like that. And I think um, the fact that you are at your young age, it's just going to be a really, that's almost irrelevant, right? It doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 40, if you're 60, and you saw that at, at the event, right? There was people there who were just starting their journey and, and they were they were maybe in their 60s after a 30 plus year, long year career. It's never too late to take advantage and to take your life in a new direction. And so in a lot of ways, it's it's cool that you're young, but it's almost irrelevant too, right? Your Absolutely. mindset, it, it's... So I'm just really excited for you. You're a really good guy. And yeah, man, we're, we're rooting for you. Yeah, Thank you so much. And 
And just out of curiosity, are you thinking about any other alternative like investment? I know one of the things that we always talk about, hence the name of the uh, podcast, Screw the Stock Market, is uh, what other avenues you can take beyond the stock stock market. Though we don't say that you know the stock market is bad. We're just saying that there are other alternatives. So have you even thought about stock investments or other options? Well, I pretty much sold all of my stock investments to use that money for my real estate purposes. Not that I hate stocks or anything, but I'm glad as of today that I sold out because it's looking really rough right now. I have some minor other investments. Like I have a little bit in crypto, like not like a very little bit because I see the value of it in the future, but it's really not there right now. It's not there yet. And then I'd like the idea of investing in businesses, like strong businesses that are running really well, but privately, not through the stock market, like direct into those businesses. Right. We were heavy users of LoopNet, always looking for whatever is available. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what other uh, business uh, sales sites you use. Mostly LoopNet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I think that's the one episode that we haven't done yet is to bring someone on who is an experienced kind of buyer seller of businesses, right? I have a few people I've been trying to get on the show and I think that'll be coming up soon because that's also one of my favorite ideas. And honestly, it's the same thing that we're doing with apartments, right? With an apartment, you're buying a business and whether it's, it's just an asset, just like any other, you know? So I think apartments really opened my eyes to that, right? You buy this business and you run it well and it's going to be worth more. And you can do that with a laundromat. You could do that with some social media platform website. You could do it with some Amazon, whatever. So maybe we'll tackle one of those together someday, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And cryptos are also another area that we're looking at as an alternative investment path. I think recently uh, I read that someone did a real estate transaction using blockchain. They just NFT'd a house. Yeah, I think and, that was in Tampa. Yeah, it was in Tampa. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting what's happening in that field. So yeah, that's another area we definitely want to tackle on another episode. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And we're really eager to keep in touch with you and, and track your progress. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.